This is a fourth hand production. But uh, yeah, I think I got some pretty cool news stories. I got one here. I like to kick off with if I can. It's um, I similar. I was like, oh my god, this is great. This is right up rally. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't know, know, planes man. that they're building? And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to Strange Uncles, live. Well, partially live, I suppose. We got a real live one here, <laughs> we got or something. I don't fucking it's, know. Man. Are you doing a Rob Zombie quote? Because that's pretty. Oh funny. no, I was oh, thinking okay. of that Iron Maiden record. But oh, oh, speaking of that, well, there you go. Let's jump off that. Uh, I got tickets to Iron Maiden tomorrow. Yeah, They're coming to Spokane of all places. I'm like, wow. That is wow. I'm sure it's not the first time they've ever played Spokane, but it does sound I, a little weird. Boy, yeah, it does sound weird. So I, I anyway, so I fly in. Um, well, folks, by the way, so I'm live with Josh here. Um, great seeing Welcome you, man. Back to the land of the saints. <laughs> yep, yep. Fuck Love you, you to Orleans. death. <laughs> and uh, and here we are. You know, I'm here for work, but uh, you know, every now and again, I like to come in. But uh, I fly out tomorrow, like four thirty, and then the minute I land, I'm pre-funking, and doors open at six thirty, and we're rocking and rolling. Oh damn! So yeah. Yeah, so it should be fun. Fun, fun filled, packed. Well, I mean, sure. did you ever watch that Flight 666 documentary? Oh, I was going to say. So I'm turning that on to everybody. Nobody knows about it. Really? And I've been like, no, holy shit, watch this documentary. You need new friends, man. I know. Isn't that well, it's funny you bring that up. So, <laughs> well, I'm going with my brother in law's, which, eh, cool. You know, yeah, that, whatever. That sounds it, fun. it is what it is. Um, so, listeners, Flight 666, yeah. So let's recommend this, right? Yeah. It was 10 years ago, 12 years ago, maybe 15. Yeah. It's been a bit. But that's the one where you find out that they all quit fucking partying. Yep. And fucking yep. All uh, sobered up. Bruce Dickinson is just basically an airline pilot now and flies he, the yeah. fucking 747 that they tore on. They were the first band ever for, for, to do the, to basically buy. An yeah. airplane and go, hey, they got Eddie on the tail wing. Yeah. They load all their roadies, all their equipment, the band, and they fly to these places. And Bruce Dickinson is the co-pilot. Yeah. Like, it's the coolest fucking thing ever, dude. Yeah, and it's it's not yeah. like, you know, in the 80s when Bon Jovi rented a fucking, uh, what do you call those, those ghost, Gulf streams. Oh, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, had a rap put on it that said, <laughs> hey, so we whatever. got our own plane. It's Slippery like, when wet. Yeah. Oh, okay, like, no, dude. Uh, calm down. No, it's really cool. It's a really cool documentary. I want to I say, not to date myself, I want to say it's like 15 years old, because I think my kid was like 10 or 12 when I watched it, and he's 23 now, so we're looking... It's, I mean, it's worth that, checking out. That sounds yeah. about right. I was, yeah, for yeah. some reason, I was thinking that they had had something more recently, but I think they did. But that one's fascinating. So, and what's really cool about that episode? Welcome to Movie Talk, everybody. Um, <laughs> Nico, the drummer, yeah, fucking hilarious because they're they're in Egypt. So they land in Egypt like the day before, and they have some downtime. So they're doing this, and Steve Harris, the guitarist, you know, they're they're touring the pyramids and all this shit. Well, they lose Nico. Like they have no fucking clue what the guy is. <laughs> and he's in these pyramids, like wandering around. It, it's just I don't know. It's a really cool. It's a, I mean, if you're into any kind of music documentary, it's worth it. Is it's that the it. one where they had like the stage the the 
crazy staircase on the stage set and Bruce Dickinson goes running up it and takes a fucking header uh, off it. Right down, yep. And that's it's like the one. almost two stories high and then he just almost like broke his neck up and is like fucking run to the hills. Oh, I can't. But yeah, it was awful watching too oh, because yeah. you're like, oh my God, he's dead. Oh, but yeah. he wasn't. Because <laughs> he was like fucking probably yeah. 60 when that was made. Well, I don't think that, it got to be in the 50s though. You know, at least like, yeah. I mean, shit, they got to be, fuck, they've been around since 79, right? Yeah. 78? And they weren't, it, well, they weren't old, but they weren't they were fucking teenagers. They weren't chickens either, no. And they had a, like, a, again, not to fucking date ourselves here, but their lead singer was originally Bruce Dickens, and they had this other guy. And then he came, and that kind of was the founding of the band, and then they broke up, and he did a solo thing, like, in the 80s. And then they brought this guy called Blaze Blazes Bailey or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who remember that guy? He was yeah, like when, the, the Kuroki Iron Maiden fucking guy. Yeah, when, he had some when good Bruce show. put out that solo record, Balls to Picasso. No, well, Tattoo Millionaire was before that. Oh, I, don't, I didn't so, ever listen to that That's one. actually good. Balls to Picasso, Sacred Clowns is the only good song on that whole fucking album. Oh, Just man. saying. I, I bought it so. for the single, but I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, no. It, it was <laughs> Again, listener, sorry. I remember listening to that and being like... Fuck this. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's not going to do well, and he didn't. And I, I think he had three albums, I think, solo, and then he went, uh, He went. then they kind of got back together. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it was cool. And then know? they started the phase where they, like, had a song about a movie, at least one song about a movie on every record. Yeah. Like, yeah, falling yeah, yeah, down yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember, so and then we'll wrap this bullshit talk up, but I do remember uh, I had a cousin that sent me, and she was younger than I was, but she knew I'd like, you know, heavy metal, and it was... It was 91, and for Christmas, she sent me uh, Queen's Reich Empire, uh, Megadeth, Rust in Pieces, yep. and uh, Iron Maiden, No Prayer for the Dying. And it was just like the cool, I was like, holy Best Christmas shit, ever. that was awesome, it was just awesome. You yeah, know? yeah. Good at like, can I play with madness? Badass. Yep. You know? Even if you don't like Iron Maiden, you gotta respect them. Been around for a while, you know? I understand that like fantasy metal is a little bit of a name yeah yeah but, for sure for sure yeah but i think it it's like a lot more approachable in the heavy in this heavy metal sub sub genres than um say like death metal or doom or yeah agreed know. agreed yeah and like agreed. i said you can like whatever you want to like but i mean it's kind of i mean yeah, they kind of started the ball rolling they were talking about metal. uh yeah fucking british wars and shit like that mm-hmm. like, yeah just badass you know so anyway anyway they're coming to spokane yeah. So, fuck, there you go. That you know, kind of cool. But uh, got that going on. Um, you know, again, here for work. I want to say one other thing, and then uh, for listeners, we're jumping into news, which, you know, coincidentally worked well. <laughs> yeah. With my visits. It's been a week. Uh, it's, it's been, yeah, no shit. Well, two or three. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. a few weeks. Yeah, and apologize, too. Um, just, damn, work, right, has yeah, gotten in the it's way. It's going to be that time of year. I know, I know. But, you know, you listeners suffer a little bit for it, you know, because we do have, have you know, some fans on it. Um, so just hang in there with us, and we'll figure it out the best we can. Eh, yeah, don't we don't like missing putting things out or, or doing an obnoxious amount of replays, but sometimes there's just not time, yeah. sadly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what it is. So we'll get it figured out. But um, <laughs> I have some news, which you kind of know about. So I ran for the first time last week like on your feet yeah and nothing was chasing me that was fucking even weirder what the fuck are you doing i don't know i'm trying to get in shape because i'm gonna have a kid at 50 so there's that and i can't is it is it really yeah yeah you the look on your face you son of a bitch (laughs) you poor bastard 
It's good. Congratulations. And I know. I know. I say that. Look, the wife's happy. Hey, and that's we, all we that matters. Tried, but we forgot about like for a year. We tried the whole marriage. We've been, you know, it's almost 10 years. And like eight and a half, nine years into it, we're like, oh, look, you know, this ain't working. So we got dogs. Let's can't we'll do her thing. And then uh, about a month ago, <laughs> she she was feeling sick. And, and we joked. Well, maybe you're pregnant. And she said, fuck off and laughed. <laughs> that was her response. Yeah. Yeah, she's pregnant. So anyway, um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Like I said, it is what it is. But at the same time, now here's my thing. My whole life goal, like I used to be, I can die whenever I want to die. I don't have to worry about shit. Yeah. Now. Kid number one's raised on his yeah, own. Yeah, like, he can fucking do whatever. You know, fucking, I love him too, but still, you know. Um, but now I got to go, shit, at least I got to live to 70 to see the kid graduate. Because at least graduate. Yeah. So now I got this whole other life goal thing going on. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's very... Um, How do your knees feel about it? <laughs> How so? Oh, him? No, your knees. Oh, How do your knees feel oh, about the running? shit about that, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I ran about a mile and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. It's not awful. You know, That's impressive. Great. I'm pretty sure I would have a heart attack and die if Boy, I Boy, I'll that. tell you what. I got back to the house. And, and, and again, listeners, when I say run, I mean, I haven't ran for fucking, I hate to say decades. I had no reason. I had yeah, no reason to run. Running across the street when the yeah, light's changing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Those big fucks chasing yeah. me, something else is going on. I have no, there's no inclination to pick up my pace past what I'm already doing. So anyway, so there's that. But um, yeah, you know, trying to get in a little bit of shape and just be there for the kid, I guess. Uh, we don't know the sex yet. We're waiting on that, but. Um, well, you know, you know. Uh, apparently it's a lot easier to try and get in shape before 50 than after? Is that what they say? So, so you're saying that my plan's working. Yeah. I don't know shit about being in shape, (laughs) but that's what they say. Yeah. That's what I read. I'm not saying that's real, but that's just what I read. So, you know, there's that. Anyway, um, not that you guys give a shit, but, you know, it's kind of a life-changing event on my side. Yeah, you know. You know. We're talking about. Nah, we'll go from there. We'll go from there for sure. But, you know, anyway, um, do you got anything on your side, life-changing events other than just bullshit work? Oh, I thought I was having a heart attack today. I'd oh. never go into Popeye's for lunch again. But, Dude, Popeye uh, sucks. I'm I, just saying. I used to fucking love it. Last couple times I've been there, it has not been a pleasant experience. Um, mm. But, yeah, like we walked. There's a Popeye's across the street from the office, and me and a couple dudes walked over there and had some chicken and uh, walked back, and then I was sitting at my desk and started getting stabbing pains like right here oh no shit and was like hmm is this it uh <laughs> and was like uh i'm pretty sure it's nothing was there a guy with a sickle standing behind you nothing? probably no, uh, no. i had my noise canceling headphones in because uh, so you don't know fucking open floor plan but so um, you are so popeyes and sandy is that where you're at or Midville, you... yeah oh, okay yeah yeah i got you got you yeah yeah i know that area well well hey you survive you're here so there's that and for now yeah <laughs> well you know what funny there's a segue here um so let's get a new shall we yeah let's speaking of you uh speaking of you almost dying uh a one mark latunsky cannibal pleads guilty to mutilating and eating kevin bacon not the actor mind you despite lawyers insanity claims did you catch this at all Wait, who what huh <laughs> 
there's a cannibal amongst us, evidently. Usually. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So, um, again, September 24th, not too old at all. Um, this reported by M Live, I believe. Uh, Corona, Michigan. Mark David Latunsky, 52, accused of killing and eating a college student named Kevin Bacon, 25, whom he met on a dating app. Pleaded guilty to his crimes after his own counsel made claims of insanity, which... Okay, that's my go-to. If you're going to eat someone, I don't know what your other fucking defense would be, but there's that. Um, Bacon's body was discovered in Latunsky's basement in December 2019. Okay, let's start here, shall we? 2019. It's 2022, and they're just now getting this guy. Is our justice system fucked? Uh, I mean... That's a loaded question. Damn. Yes. You know? Uh, but also, the wheels of justice grind slow, Shane, but they grind <laughs> fine. Deadly. Or some other, like, patronizing fucking quote that a politician... My coffee made. grinder grinds fucking quicker than this bullshit. I'm just saying. Anyway. Uh, only four days after his friends and family had seen him alive right before Christmas Eve, uh, Latunsky has now pleaded guilty to killing and mutilating Bacon at his own home in Bennington Township. Latunsky pleaded guilty to the charges of open murder and mutilation of a body on Thursday, September 22nd, like we said... Uh, in front of Judge Matthew J. Stewart of the 35, 35th District Court, uh, as reported. Uh, open murder includes first and second degree murder, which, yeah, murder, yeah, horrendous. Yeah. The, prosecutor, the prosecutor asked, quote, did you use a knife to stab Mr. Bacon? Did you know that stabbing Mr. Bacon with a knife would most certainly create a very high risk of death or greatly bodily harm to Mr. Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> the self-proclaimed cannibal replied. So evidently, he's always been a cannibal, but he just got caught, evidently, with his pants down, Well, in, in a sense. I mean, like, I has been you know. killing and eating people for a while, or has always wanted to? Uh, well, that's not, so that's not in this article, but it's self-proclaimed. Maybe it's just him being an ass saying, hey, people. Yeah. And nobody took him seriously till now. Yeah, till he did. So there's that. Um, quote, yes, I did. The prosecutor continued asking, after Mr. Bacon was dead, did you remove part of his body, specifically his testicles? Mm. I fucking shit you not. Great Lake Oysters. Um, huh? yeah, 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 right. Um, Rocky Mountain Oysters, what they call them. Great Lake Oysters, whatever. Well, Rocky Mountain if you're here, but uh, since it's Michigan, uh, I figured yeah, yeah, I'd true, be. True, true. I'd have some way to, fun with words. Way to do uh, <laughs> the right demography for sure. Uh, did you move those testicles to the kitchen? Lentensky replies, yes, I did. Um, he met Bacon on Grinder, dating app for gay, bi, trans, and queer people. Lentensky took Bacon by surprise by attacking him from behind. <laughs> Ironic. After that, his body was hung from his ankles, his throat cut, and parts of him were eaten, as reported by the local news outlet. Bacon was a hairdresser. Uh, if convicted, Latunsky can face a life sentence. So there's key. If convicted, um, I well, kind of think you kind of already. Ah, maybe it's just uh, me. Some some states like Utah's one basically kind of did away with the insanity defense after certain. Um, uh, Don't say Ted Bundy. Don't say Ted Bundy. No, it wasn't Ted Bundy, but um, it was kind of racially motivated actually oh was it right um, yeah it was uh shitty yeah yeah it was uh someone from an ethnic minority killed somebody and used the insanity defense to Uh, to yeah you know not get put in front of a firing squad because yes utah still has so maybe it does maybe just Um, state to state maybe and and so like they passed a law kind of basically banning the insanity defense here pretty much 
Well, which is a you fun know, fact maybe. I learned like last week. Um, oh, well, it's convenient. Yeah. Actually, for this podcast. That's awesome. Um, so it, it tends to be, I don't know if, uh, which Michigan's a swing state. So uh, if I remember right, but like it tends to be like deep red states that have outlawed that defense. E, okay. It makes sense. Right. Usually okay, so I get for that. some nefariously yeah, yeah, yeah. racialized purposes, but well, go fucking figure out. We don't even want to get into that. Um, so the wrap up here really is his attorney. So Mary Chartier or Chartier had previously contested that her client has a history of mental illness. The confession come against uh, Chartier's plan to use an insane defense during the trial, which we talked about. Uh, however, he was deemed fit for trial in 2020 after he went through months of psychiatric care at a hospital in Michigan. Um, Charity said in the court, while this is not an outcome that, quote, defense attorney, Mr. Krause, and I think is Mr. Latunsky's best interest, we do to follow Mr. Latunsky's wishes. Uh, We have discussed this matter and consistently has been very clear more than once, multiple times on his choice and his reasoning. So sounds like he kind of shot himself in the foot. I don't know if he's ate his own foot, well, but he's shot. Yeah. saying, no, look, I'm not crazy. My foot looks tasty. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. See, that's the weird thing with, and again, state to state, and I don't know shit about Michigan, so I right, can't, right. like, I'm not, I'm talking out my ass here. But uh, um, it depends, like, you could, you could still... Listen, I've seen a lot of courtroom TV. Um, dude, that's fucking sad, dude. <laughs> so, no, not like actual courtroom TV. I'm talking about like Law and Order. And that seems, that, and okay. Shit, that, again, I but, stick by the statement I said. That's kind of fucking sad, dude. But, <laughs> you watch it. But uh, the way I understand it is like you could be totally fucking nuts. Understand what you're doing is wrong, but you're also totally fucking nuts and driven by some compulsion or something that you have no control over. Right. And depending on the like way the law is and whatever jurisdiction you're in, you could still argue a defense like that. um, Even after being like, Oh no, I know, but I had to, but that's, that's fucking crazy. I I don't, I think, is it just me? That's like, I I don't remember what. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, the guy. And the thing is, is like most state, like a lot of people misunderstand the insanity to play insanity defense. Like, I I don't think anywhere um, you just get let out on the street. Agreed. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think there's something to that. But uh, like if if you if you're found not guilty by reason of insanity, instead of going to prison, you go to a state institution, a a mental institution, which could be worse than prison. Fucking A could be worse. You know, you know. Um, Oh, yeah. Now I remember why a lot of states started uh, outlawing the insanity plea. And it was because of uh, what's his name? John Hinckley Jr. shooting fucking Reagan. Oh, you mean the guy that's out doing shows? Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, dude. Well, because yeah. it worked, and he got the treatment he needed, and he's fucking okay now. Okay, so, so he, since the okay. system worked, God damn it, Josh! And, and you just opened it a can of worked, words. but it was not tough on crime. Yeah, and yeah. at the time, everybody loved Reagan because everyone was fucking high on leaded gasoline or something. Uh, I don't fucking understand that um, one bit. They talk about a, a Reagan Republican. I'm like, but oh, that's not good. No, that's when that's they started being good. like openly fucking racist, you idiots. You're way back when. Yeah. And now look at it. Now it's, uh, again, sorry, we'll get off our soapbox. What I find ironic that you brought that up, and then I'll let you get to your story. Sorry. But John Hankley, you fucking brought it up, dude. The guy's out. Yeah. The guy's doing country music, right? That's what he's doing. He's booking these concerts. 
Here's the thing. I, 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 and this is me personally. I, you didn't have your, your, your two cents after the fact, but you know, there is a freedom of speech. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely there is. You know, and again, I don't belong to, and just like you, you know, we're not, you know, the, the, we're not in a lane. We're not this, we're not that, we're not labeled. I feel he has a right to get out of prison and book concerts to what he, there's somebody who is promoting that, that he has a right because yeah. you can't muffle that. But at the same time, the flip side of that is, are you going to go to his concert? Because that is, that's the other side of it. What, because you like the music or because you're like, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that, see, I isn't mean, this a weird I mean, a little bit both, because to me personally, he's kind of a folk hero. Um, he, but, he is. But again, like, he wasn't politically motivated to kill Reagan. He was... <laughs> Uh, he 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 was he was having a schizophrenic break, right, basically. Right, right, right. Yeah, if I remember the story, that's what happened, and it just went over over the the threshold. Well, like you know. uh, mental health treatment, such as it is today, is light years beyond what it was in the seventies and eighties. And he had like early onset um, schizophrenia. I was misdiagnosed, if I remember. Right. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. It was basically yeah. like maybe you should just go bowling more. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. and they P- told pick up a game. his parents were Find helping him and like taking care of him. And they like the doctors told him, told them that this was before he shot Reagan, but that his behavior was their fault because they were mm-hmm. enabling him. So they told him to cut him off. Right. Right. And so he didn't get any help that he needed. And um, so, so again, it was just like the system failed him. This happened. Right. And then the right. system right. helped him and it worked. And yeah. the response to that was, well, we can't have that. So uh, yeah, yeah, you know. agreed. And, and I think that's kind of my point. You yeah. know, it's like one of those things where, you know, yes, you can't chastise these. Oh, fuck him. What the fuck? You try to kill a president. Da, 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 this and that. No, there's, my, you know, he had he did his time. He did his re- rehabilitation. He got treatment. Uh, he yeah, got the right 100%, medications. 100%. Yeah, this is what. Yeah. So what? What's what's the outcome here? You know, at the end of the day, you, you chastise this guy and you say, "No, fuck you. You're not going to go out there and because that's wrong." No, and and you know? and uh, like I, I don't think he's like full disclosure. I have not listened to a single fucking thing he's done. <laughs> I have either. But no, to my knowledge, he's not out there singing like I shot the Ron and right, right, right. You know, like <laughs> I like how you do it. The term. like but, yeah. uh, you know, he's not. He, out he's here not singing, really I shot the sheriff about fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. shooting Reagan. Yeah. You know, like, it's like he's not Charles Manson type. No, I he's not trying to Charles profit Manson off albums. That shit, like, yeah, know? yeah. I think it's and so unfortunately, it's just a weird. It's a weird dichotomy. It's a weird place we're in with that. Um, yeah, but you know, anyway, this. But th- I bring that up to say that that confession might not hurt his defense. I hope it does because, like, even if even if the dude is legitimately mentally ill and needs treatment, I and I hope he gets it. If that's the case, oh like, sure, I absolutely. Also, like, this was obviously premeditated. Like, yeah. Yeah. And obviously yeah. he has intent, you know, yeah. behind it and he knows it and he's like, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's crazy. It's an outcome. It, again, there's people that that's what makes humans humans, right? You know, sometimes the mind goes fucking cattywampus. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's what it is. But I just interesting story. Again, you know, we talk about because you know we're into weird do you, shit. But, do you uh, think that he chose Kevin Bacon because of his delicious name? <laughs> I was going to make a joke about that, but you is that, too far? Yeah, be, that, that too far? That might be a little bit too far. Yeah, but that's actually funny. I did watch the Kevin Bacon movie. FYI, by the way, it's on Peacock. Um, that they them movie or yeah yeah it actually was not that bad it was pretty uh, yeah it was, it was pretty good. basically like a campy kind of Friday the 13th type yeah but you throw in some new LBGQ you know things into it um, yeah interesting and anyway you know my article has went too far so sir <laughs> uh, well I don't even know where to start do we want to talk about shooting at asteroids? Do we want to talk about mega halo structures between galaxies? Do we want to oh, talk about man. They're so titillating, it sounds like. I know. Let's just hit the first one. All right. Go down, go down let's, the rig. Let's talk about uh, this from CNN. Um, Webb Hubble Space Telescope share images of Dart slamming into an asteroid. Oh. Dart was smashing. Um, does it have the... I don't think it has the person in the byline. I don't really care. Okay. Ashley Strickland, CNN. <laughs> um, so the James Webb Space Telescope and the Hubble Space Telescope captured images of the moment when the double asteroid redirection test, or DART, spacecraft crashed into Demo, Demorphos? Demophors? Nailed it. Demorphos? I'm just going to go with Demorphos. Hmm. Sounds good. On Monday, and, uh, and the images were released on Thursday. Uh, so today, I think. Um, the observa- <clears throat> observatories were both witness to humanity's first test of asteroid deflection technology. Uh, while neither Dimorphos nor Didymos, the larger asteroid it orbits, pose a threat to Earth, the double asteroid system was a perfect target for the DART spacecraft to attempt to change the motion of an asteroid slightly. The Webb and Hubble images can be used to learn more about the surface of Dimorphos, which had never been seen until these detailed views collected by DART uh, streamed back to the spacecraft on Monday. Hmm. The telescope observations can also shed light on how much material was released from the asteroid's surface at the moment of impact and how quickly it was ejected. That's interesting. Interesting, yeah. Um, Both telescopes view the universe in different wavelengths of light, which can show it or show if the cloud of material was just full of dust or included larger chunks of rock. So basically measuring how hard it hit impact. Right. Yeah. But again, like who knows what the fuck it's made out of. So I'm sure NASA does, but like, uh, well, don't be so sure out of (laughs) like that, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the impact anyway. Um, scientists will use observations from Webb and Hubble along with ground based telescopes to determine if DART successfully altered the motion of the asteroid. The Webb telescope wasn't designed to track speedy asteroids, but the observatory's team was able to lock onto Demorphos and captured 10 images of the asteroid. Webb's near-infrared camera was used to spy wispy plumes of material drifting away from the point of impact. Uh, More of Webb's instruments will observe the asteroid in the future to reveal additional information about its composition. Hmm. Um, Hubble observed Demorphos with its wide field camera three before the impact as well as 15 minutes after the collision to watch things unfold in visible light uh, the observatory captured 45 images Uh, material sprayed up by the impact looks like rays releasing from the asteroid Uh, so like there are pictures you know which are very helpful i I think i caught this yeah in a in a 
audio format. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You show me your phone. So listeners, I'm not going to, so it it basically like in these pictures, it looks like a pinprick of light with like rays. It looks like a distant star basically. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I saw, I think a black and white version like yesterday, the day before that they, you know, so, so here's, that's an interesting article. So let me ask you that. Oh, I'm sorry. You're done. Oh, I'm not done yet. Okay. Um, uh, anyway, the rays seem slightly curved, and they want to uh, study them to determine why. Like, is it magnetic field? Is it right, uh, right. inertia? Like, what? why are they not just shooting straight out? Because it's basically... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if they're orbiting each other, there's some gravity there, but, you know, there's not... It's not like How the wind's blowing equation? it. How much equation? Right, right, yeah. Um, Didymos appeared to brighten threefold after the impact and remained steady even eight hours later uh, based on what Hubble captured. So to me, that means it knocked a shitload of dust off the surface that's catching uh, and, and It's refracting, right basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Hubble will continue to keep an eye on Dimorphos over the next three weeks to see how the plume expands and dissipates over time. On Tuesday, the first images were released from ground-based telescopes in Italy's uh, Lycia Cube, a shoebox-sized satellite that followed the DART mission. Together, the data from so many different vantage points of the collision will inform another mission uh, intended to head to the impact site. In 2024, the European Space Agency's HERA mission will launch the study to double asteroid system, or sorry, to the double asteroid system in great detail hmm. um, to study it. I left that word out. We've been looking forward to the DART impact for over 17 years, and it's so exciting to see it through the eyes of the greatest space observatories, Webb and Hubble, said Ian Carnelli, Hera mission manager, in a statement. These images provide us with clues of what happened in the first hours after impact, and clearly there is much more happening than we had foreseen. Hmm. Isn't that something else in a way, though? I gotta say, when they launched the Hubble mm-hmm. and, they, and the you know the Webb Telescope, it's fascinating the pictures that it's bringing back. Yeah, like it's amazing. I mean, it, it's just I I don't know, you know, distant gal- Now they're starting to kind of rethink the Big Bang and how long it was, how far ago it was, and see all that stuff. It's just oh man, I don't know. Yeah, geeking out about that thing is it's awesome. My my favorite part about this whole dart thing has been the memes though. <laughs> like, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I saw one where it was like dart impact successful, and then like uh, it was like dinosaurs on a planet like four light years away or something, <laughs> just like freaking <laughs> so out. And then there was another one that was like, hey, NASA successfully. De- uh, tested this uh, asteroid deflection thing, which means there's definitely something heading this way. Happy Monday! Well, see, so yeah, <laughs> no fucking jokes aside. But do you think about that? Like, do they yeah, know something we don't know, or is it just just hey? It's, well, we need to see it. You know, yes and no to that. I think because um, they have like a whole department that's like I can't remember the acronym for it or, or the exact title, but it's mm-hmm. like looking at near Earth objects, right, right, and looking for things that could hit us potentially um and so since we're already looking for them we know that that's a potentiality and it's better to you know the nasa's like boy scouts better to be prepared well, yeah, exactly. to know if this works it's like a chess game right to know if it works three moves ahead yeah i mean i get that i totally get that and so yeah and that's fine you know and who's to say like shit you know it's been this planet has been hit by meteorites in the past yeah it's obviously. a matter of time and it happens right. like all right. the time anyway yeah, yeah. it's just nothing yeah. like super huge that's yeah. like yeah, you know, the it kind of reminds. Did you see the uh, the movie Don't Look Up? Yeah, 
<laughs> when I read that article, I was like, oh, this is Don't Look Up. Real. I yeah. mean, it's just kind of a, you know, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I liked that movie. It was all right. It was a good movie. It was a good show, for sure. I don't know. More to come with that. I mean, I again, I'm not going to cancel NASA out. I think, uh, you know, let them do their experiments and see what they come up with and, you know, go from there. But uh, we're actually going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. And then I got something I found uh, fresh today that's kind of interesting. So everybody, stand by. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, and we are back. Uh, again, monthly news episode, uh, Hi Strangers, for TN News and Reports. Um, I've got some here that I stumbled on, but actually, I'll be honest with you, like five hours ago. I was like, this is kind of cool. A uh, 37-year-old Babylonian stone tablet gets translated, and it changes history. Uh, this is uh, by the un- upworthy staff, newsbreak.com, basically. Uh, Dr. Daniel Mansfield and his team at the University of New South Wales in Australia have just made an incredible discovery. While studying a 37-year-old tablet from the ancient civilization of Babylon, they found evidence that the Babylonians were doing something astounding. You want to guess what it was? Uh, don't, don't have your mind go dirty. It wasn't dirty. Uh, building things? I don't fucking know, man. Eh, kind of, maybe. Trigonometry. Before the Greeks, how dare they? Ah, thank you. That's was the article. I was like, oh, interesting. And did they ever actually use it in real life? Well, I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, most historians have credited the Greeks, like you said, uh, with creating the study of triangles, sides, and angles. But this tablet presents indisputable evidence that the Babylonians were using the technique 1,500 years before the Greeks ever were. So there's that so i guess it does change history a little bit you know we assume that yeah. one culture is doing a certain thing um mansfield and his team are understandably incredibly proud what they discovered is the tablet is actually an ancient trigonometry table uh quote the huge mystery until now was its purpose why the ancient scribes carried out the complex task of generating and sorting the numbers on the tablet our research reveals at plimpton 322 whatever that is, describes the shapes of right angle triangles. By the way, I never did trigonometry in school. I never got that far. Just saying. I, I don't... Uh, I think I is. had to do, like, the basics of it in like, yeah, fucking I, high school or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's not something I've ever used in day-to-day life. Montana education. That explains it all. So, anyway. Um, the shapes and writing triangles use a novel kind of trigonometry uh, based on ratios, not angles or circles. It is a fascinating mathematical work that demonstrates undoubted genius, unquote. Um, yeah, so they evidently okay. discovered this tablet. So it sounds like they got to the same conclusions using different methods. To that's solve the what exactly, and but, that's what, so the Greeks okay. used this. Yeah, they used. They were yeah, they were or circles and yeah. But what fascinates me the whole thing? I mean, you're looking at 1,500 years, you know, plus or minus a few decades. Yeah, damn, dude. Well, and I mean, you got to think about it like any kind of culture or society that builds like megalithic structures 
They have they to have some math fa- a little thank bit. Thank you. Thank some you. way. You yeah, know, otherwise, like, I mean, yeah. you know, and everybody raised about the pyramids, whatever have you, but that, it's a very good example. And there's other civilizations that did the same thing. I mean, you know, you are literally designing this thing in ancient architect times. Yeah. I, it's just it's just crazy. Well, and like, honestly, um, so the way we're taught history in America, uh, we view Europe as a region and the Middle East is a separate region. Right. But yeah. like if you look at the way the cultures were interacting with each other, uh, like the Mediterranean, it should be its own region. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Rome was at war with Carthage, which was in North Africa all the goddamn time. Uh, Greece was going over to fucking Turkey all the right. goddamn time. Right. Um, like they were all around that. Like the ocean was their highway. Like mm-hmm. the Mediterranean Sea was their highway. So like to them that's their region like like the greeks were probably more connected with uh with the middle east than they were with uh you know like western europe yeah like no, 100%, western western 100% yeah i mean yeah yeah with how everything goes well it's interesting too because you know i brought up the pyramids you know that obviously the egyptians weren't the only race to do that the cultures do that you find it in mexico you find it in south mm-hmm. america there's tons in fact they're older than what the, yeah, yeah you know what they it's just the antarcticans even yeah. <laughs> yeah okay well that's a whole other thing anyway but i'll sum this up and then we'll go from there um the tablet predates greek astronomer uh hipparchus who has long been regarded as a father of trigonometry um which is amazing. Again, quote, Plimpton 322 predates Hippocrates by more than 1,000 years. Wow. It opens up new possibilities just for modern mathematics research, but also for mathematics education. With Plimpton 322, we see a simpler, more accurate trigonometry than has been clearly uh, clear advantages over our own. So, again, to your point. Okay, so maybe wow. that's math that you I know. might... A fucking idiot brain could handle. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just crazy, you know. And and I love things like this because just when you think we have it, oh well, this is what happened. Yeah, and then you have the fuck. Oh wait a minute, that's not what, that's not what occurred. <laughs> so, sorry, our bag. It's just crazy. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I found that today. I was like, man, I can't wait to spring this on Josh because I know you're a history buff. I know you know kind of how a lot of the you know things like you talk about, you know, the oceans were the highways. This is what happened. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, one a civilization them, you know? that was connected by water, or that like. So it was a lot more likely for a, a seafaring civilization to meet a bunch of other civilizations than for a civilization separated by a mountain. I, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Like, well, and we know now, you know, I'm not to say fuck Columbus, but fuck Columbus. Well, fuck because, Columbus. You know, that fucking didn't happen. So, you know, so it is a thing. Anyway, thought that was cool. All right. What do you got on your side, man? I'm trying to decide what to give out for free and what to save for patreon Ooh, or patreon yeah standby patrons we got some uh added stuff for you guys um let's go with um this story because it reminds me of fucking warhammer 40k and i love it god you and warhammer dude it's so much fun <laughs> uh, by the throne anyway <laughs> this is gonna be fun for like three of you that are into Warhammer lore and everyone else is going to be like, uh, what? Um, anyway, scientists discover unexplained mega halo structures in space that could reveal secrets of cosmic web connecting universe. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, so 
this is where is this from this is from vice uh it's by becky uh ferreira nailed it yeah good enough um scientists have discovered huge and unexplained structures in space that extend across nearly a billion light years and emit a faint radio glow according to a new study these mega halos are made of energetic particles, but it is not clear what is supercharging the immense objects or how they emerge within groups of galaxies known as clusters. Answers to those questions would not only reveal the origin of the mega halos, it would also shed light on some of the fundamental mysteries of the cosmos, including details about the cosmic <laughs> web, which is what reminds me of Warhammer, <laughs> the webway. <laughs> Send out the astropaths. Calm the fuck down. (laughs) A network of large-scale structures made of matter and gas that connects the universe. So, again, Hmm. if you're into Warhammer lore, like, we're talking about the warp, basically. That's fucking crazy. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Ah, Or, sorry, the webway is different than the warp. But, anyway, close Oh, you had me hoping there for a while. (laughs) So, uh, scientists led by Virginia uh, Kushiti... Kuchitty. I like Kushitty better. Fuck it. Kushitty it is. <laughs> and uh, a astro- astrophysicist at the University of Hamburg detected four mega halos while scanning hundreds of distant galaxy clusters with the low frequency array or LOFAR. A radio telescope with stations that span Europe that is extremely sensitive to low frequencies. The four objects were associated with smaller radio halos, which are diffuse structures made of electrons traveling at near-light relativistic speeds <laughs> uh, that have previously been spotted in many galaxy clusters. However, the mega halos are 30 times larger and 20 times dimmer than the normal halos. I'm not sure about the significance of that. Let's hmm. continue. The researchers said that the existence of mega halos demonstrates that beyond the edge of radio halos, mechanisms operate that maintain a sea of relativistic electrons, which are guided by magnetic fields, and added that the mechanisms responsible for the formation of the large-scale emissions are still unknown. Uh, That's according to a study published in Wednesday Hmm. in Nature. the fact that the entire volume of the galaxy clusters should be filled with relativistic particles and magnetic fields has been predicted by numerical simulations, so we knew that there must be radio emissions at some level, even those large scales. Uh, Kushidi said that in an email to Motherboard, however, such emission was also expected to be faint and therefore, not surprisingly, has never been detected until uh, the new generation sensitive telescopes such as LOFAR came online. While we are analy- or were analyzing the data of one of the clusters presented in this study, we saw some significant hints of radio emissions on a very large scale, so we decided to re-inter- re-inspect all the images and samples of 310 clusters, this sounds like a lot of fun, uh, that we were studying with the aim of looking for smaller emissions. She continued, uh, when we discovered that three clusters of this sample showed emissions on similar scales with similar characteristics, it became clear that we discovered a new type of cosmic phenomenon that opens the possibility to explore the external region of galaxy clusters through radio observations. So there's nothing in here that suggests that it's um, like extraterrestrial. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but it's still kind of cool. But it's cool as fuck, yeah. dude. I mean, you think uh, about that. 
Huh. This is a long article. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do recommend that everyone check it out. Um, like, it's just wild to me because I wonder if that's something we could use to, like, because the, the electrons, these particles, right, they're yeah. moving at near the speed of light. I wonder if that's something like a, like a jet stream that we could put a craft in that would... You've read my mind. You know, I just think the same thing. You know, streamline fuel efficiency, everything else. Da, 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 That's da. what the webway yeah, yeah, is yeah. in Warhammer is like a way to travel uh, between really? like galaxies and shit That's super fast. Cool. Like I again, so. man, technology just fucking amazes me. The shit we find is just amazing. Yeah, no, no, great article. Um, I will end it with this for the regular listeners, and we can go on to Patreon here a little bit. So stand by, Patreon members. This is kind of an old one. However, I find it funny, and um, you know, you may want to watch your dog next time this happens. Uh, dogs poop in alignment with Earth's magnetic field. Hmm. Study finds for real. Definitely. <laughs> I don't know, man. The shit in my yard seems pretty fucking random. Well, but how they're pointed is the thing, evidently. So dogs use the Earth's magnetic field when they're relieving themselves. Not only that, but the canines choose to do so in a north-south axis. A new study published in the journal Frontiers in Zoology says so uh the study suggests that dogs are sensitive to small vibrations and variations in the earth's magnetic field um after examining 70 dogs made up of 37 breeds over two years i want that fucking job i want to do that looking at dog shit well speaking of dog shit 1893 defecations and 5582 urinations uh, researchers found that under quote calm magnetic field conditions unquote hmm. dogs preferred to excrete with the body being aligned with along the north south axis avoiding east west altogether dogs were observed in a free roaming environment meaning they were not leashed and not influenced by walls or roads that would influence linear movement in case we have any conspiracy theorists out there hmm. just saying that was out there um, why do dogs prefer the north-south axis and avoid east-west? That was unclear, according to the study. Uh, quote, it is still enigmatic why the dogs do align at all, whether they do it consciously, i.e. whether the magnetic field is sensorial, perceived the dog see or hear or smell, the compass direction, or perceive it as a haptic stimulus. Whether its reception is controlled on the vegetative level, they feel better, more comfortable, or worse, less comfortable, da 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 by doing it that way. Um, yeah. Scientists write in the report that mm. the findings open new horizons, they say, for the further research in organisms' use of magnetic fields for direction, as well as magnetic fields produced by living organisms. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, now that sounds stupid. We're talking about the way dog shit, right? But mm. at the... the yeah, but, but if you boil that down... interesting. It does, because it's one of those things where... And I think before you and John came on board, I did an episode on ley lines. And... I am a firm believer that we, just like the, we're 70% water. Yeah. Ocean, full moon, waves, tie, you know, you tie all these magnetic fields. Like, they, we're moved well, in and, certain ways. And we are very sensitive to magnetic fields we as are. human beings, Absolutely. too. I mean, yeah. like, uh, that's one theory about how uh, the Polynesians navigated, like, way back in the day, you know, like... Well, they went beyond like more than anybody else necessarily did, right? I yeah, mean, it, and they, they weren't using maps and sextants yeah, and yeah, time yeah. charts. They were just like feeling it. And God, but they always got where they wanted to go, right? And before I say this, correct me if I'm. You may know. If not, we'll 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 look, make sure it's correct. But I I believe that's where the Eastern Islanders came. But weren't they Polynesians mm-hmm. that got lost Rapa Nui, right? 
Wasn't um, that part I of that? I don't remember if they got lost or if they went there on purpose. So a lot of it was like yeah. discovery, right? Yeah, yeah, you know sure, sure. Mean? And that's always part of that. Um, yeah, yeah. But they also knew how to get back to where they came from. Right, and right. That's Backtrack. not something you can like just pay attention to no. landmarks in the fucking. No, ocean. no. They they didn't have like an eye watch or a Garmin back yeah, in the yeah. day to do that. So yeah, that's interesting. You know. So you look at this and and. and Number one, animals are more sensitive anyway with their mm-hmm. environment. I mean, we fucked it up. You know, we we don't. Well, we're we're sensitive too. I mean, like you've talked about fear cages before, and like how magnetic. True, true. true. Like I mean, if, if you're paying attention, electric to it. fields and magnetic fields yeah. can yeah yeah kind of fuck with how you right. mood and how you feel and yeah. shit. You know? Well, and that's and that's a proven theory, and I, I still stand by, even though I, I I'm a firm believer that that you know there's something out there that we don't know. I think a lot of what people see sometimes is that fear cage, is that is that EMF disturbing your brain waves, making yeah. things. I mean, pe- you know, you feel like something's following you. you if there's nothing there, I, I think we're very acute to that. Some it's more than others, but um, I don't know. You know, it's a good example. I mean, you can expand as much as you want with what this is you know yeah just interesting very interesting i don't know and and again very old articles actually from 2014 but uh it's one of those things what i haven't seen this recycle like things usually do right every year or two fucking pops back up and people think it's new news oh yeah like the, the it, re, regurgitation oh there's razor blades and apples all this bullshit and stand by for that by the now, way because oh no it's already starting come. now it's rainbow fentanyl oh fuck off no oh, one's actually, giving their drugs away for free. <laughs> I don't understand that. Whatever. Anyway, so, but that's um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hope that's a feel good article for uh, regular listeners. Yeah, I think uh, it's fun. And then, uh, so Patreon members, we have some added stuff that we're going to put on here. Um, again, we're trying to wrap up the season a little bit. We're thinking probably the November time frame. We just get swamped, you know, especially Josh. You got, fuck, you got things going on. Everyone um, loves retail. I got to get those Black Friday deals ready for <laughs> right, you guys. Exactly. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, and it gives us time to kind of recharge, refresh, and, you know, new articles, new stuff like that. Uh, again, we had a couple misses with, um, you know, some repeats. But uh, actually, it's funny because I actually had some people reach out uh, Patreon-wise and go, wow, I never, this guy was amazing. And it was from like a year ago. Yeah. So. You know, look back in the catalog a little bit. We've been doing this for, you know, a little while. So there's some good, there's good stuff there. You know, yeah. so pay attention to it, you know. Yeah, so we'll always, if we if we can't get a fresh one out for you, we'll try and at least be like, hey, yep. did you catch this one? Or are you new listener? Or like maybe, yeah, yeah. you know, a little check, refresher. Check a little bait and switch, you know, we'll, we'll kind of hook you a little bit. Um, but anyway, that's this episode. You know, if you have a news story, you stumble across something that, you know, just comes up, you can obviously email us at strangejunkles at gmail.com. Or if you're really excited about it, you can call us at 801-252-69. Yeah, you know. 45. Hey, let us know, and we'll go from there. Um, socials. Oh, uh, you can find us at Strange Uncles Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can find us at Strange Uncles on Twitter. Uh, one of the things we're going to try and work on during the break is some more YouTube content. Yes. Um, and then uh, I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash Strange Uncles. <laughs> the small one. Nah, nobody cares about that one at all. <laughs> so, uh, go there if you want some, you know, paywalled stuff. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and actually, we do. Uh, we did have some new patrons. Tracy, welcome to uh, the Patreon realm. Welcome hopefully, aboard. Yeah, hopefully enjoy what we uh, what we have out here. So you know, good to have you on board. Um, other than that, yeah, I think that's it for a regular episode. Uh, Patreon, stand by for some uh, quirky news and close the gates.